0: Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL, Most Valuable Listener, on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: Okay, keep quiet for a while and they will see where you are and what you are. And that's, that's actually a way to motivate yourself,
0: not to say, OK, I cannot do it. My name is Espri Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. To know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This episode is powered
2: by the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. And you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic, and I am the Manager of Entrepreneurs in Residence and Ecosystem Facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia.
0: Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating and empowering women in tech around the world. We are in Sofia, Bulgaria. It has been incredible getting to know this city. And I have our next guest for you. Hello, girls. Hello. So we have a little, like, bonus kind of, um, I don't know if you call it, like, alternative episode. Um, Both work at the same company. So they're going to talk about uh, just what it's like to be a woman in tech. It's late at night. And so we just thought we'd rally together and have a cool kumbaya conversation. Sound good? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do
3: and then about the company. Hi everyone. Thank you for coming to us today. It is a great honor and pleasure to have you here.
0: I appreciate so, I appreciate yeah. Anna how much you've corresponded with me <laughs> in the past
3: hour. Yeah, it was fun actually. <laughs> yeah. So my name is Anna. I'm architect and currently I'm involved with the product management in one of the company products at Chaos Group.
1: And hi all. Uh, it's really a pleasure for me too to be part of this podcast. And I'm Tanya and uh, I'm a software engineer and team lead of one of the engineering
3: teams here actually.
0: And this is you, both your first podcast?
3: Yeah, the yeah. first ever in our lives.
0: That's so cool! <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, so tell us about the company. Well, Chaos Group uh, is a world leader providing state-of-the-art solutions in the field of rendering and creating photorealistic images. So basically, the technology that we develop is used by many industries like architecture, automotive, advertising, VFX, and many more.
1: And as you know, as uh, the VFX industry is actually primarily based in the North America. There are just a few companies uh, that are worldwide and we are happy that actually this is a Bulgarian company that is a world leader in this uh, area. So... It's really, really nice to be part of such company.
3: Yeah, this technology. Sorry for interrupting. No, me. no, this please go. This yeah. technology was entirely developed by Bulgarians, and at the moment we have offices on three continents, like Europe, North America, and Asia.
0: I've been. What I was going to say is, I've been really surprised by how um, forward-moving the tech scene is here in Sofia. Like, I mean, it's really dominant. I It took me, totally swept me off my feet.
1: Yeah, it seems that this area actually is being one of the most popular here in this city. And uh, maybe already uh, one quarter of the citizens here actually work in the tech industry.
3: And how did you each find your job here? Well... Well, it would be funny if I say that it was kind of accidentally and kind of luck. Okay, tell us. Well, but not really. Well, so I have studied architecture and I have a master's degree in architecture. And after I graduated, I started working as an architect. And first I worked in a big Western European studio that outsourced part of their work here in Sofia. Uh, But then, later on, I decided to leave and to start something on my own. So, I spent more than two years working as an architectural freelancer. And this was actually really cool, and it brought some really amazing people in my life. And one day, suddenly, just a friend of mine called, and, well, um, he said that they will need a QA for one of their positions. And this QA, it was, well, he had to be an architect and to have this specific knowledge on a specific architectural platform that is widely used by architects worldwide. And he knew that I am quite experienced exactly with that software, and that's why he offered Besides, we are friends, and I have asked him quite often, will you, will you implement the software f- into this particular platform so that it is more accessible for architects? And he was like, you are asking me that often, will you come and join our team?" And I was like, why not? I mean, it, yeah. it sounds really cool. And besides, as an architect, I didn't have any time. I mean, I had to work sometimes 18 or even more hours uh, during the day, and it was like, okay, why not starting a nine-to-five regular job and having more time to learn and so on. And Tanya, how did you find the job? Actually, my story is quite more
1: straightforward because I graduated informatics, and uh, after that I started working in a different software company where I spent uh, about 10 years and uh, after these 10 years, it was just time to, to change, to change uh, the people around me, the area. You know, the software quite differs depending on the area it is about. So Chaos Group was a perfect uh, fit for switching the areas and switching uh, environment, switching the people around you and everything like this. And this is one of the companies that is uh, popular with uh, having really smart employees. So it's really gathering talent from the market. And uh, this was really, really nice. I was even surprised that I um, I was invited to join the company. So it is really... It was really cool. Why
0: Why were you surprised that you were invited to join the company? Actually, because my experience uh, before that didn't really match
1: what they needed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it matched at some point, but it, it was really, uh, they knew that I have to learn a lot because the area is absolutely different and it, it's definitely not the same uh even uh, my manager told me uh maybe on the first week he just called me in his room and told me um don't worry uh you're doing fine you're not stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice <laughs> yeah people that start here uh although they have years of experience uh tend to feel this that uh, the area is so new to them that they're kind of uh like uh, first degree students or something like this so you just need to have some time to give time to yourself uh, to get to do, into the company and really join the team so uh, it was nice that the people are really supportive here that they help you go through the way so you really join the company and get to know all the stuff that you need and and Things
0: went well. That's actually the story. I love it. And you have a family. You have. Yes. So, how do you maintain being a powerful woman in tech and being uh, family oriented?
1: Uh, it will be a life, I say it's easy. Uh, being mother of two small kids and uh, being a, a top level engineer or and even team lead is really. Uh, tough job so uh it's good that uh the company actually has a nice politics for mothers mm-hmm. so let's say that we have this opportunity to move working hours and just to match with uh, responsibilities to those kids and all this stuff sometimes i do homework home office yeah there
3: is flexibility, yeah.
1: Yeah. and uh, what actually matters is what you achieve and how you meet the goals of the company and This is something else that I really liked here that they're not so um, they are not blocking you, they just want to use your talent in a way that you help the company move forward and also you to be happy
0: and with your family.
3: And to grow.
1: And to
0: grow, yeah. And one question for the both of you about growing, and maybe, um, Anna, you can start, is uh, what? when did you first discover your interest in technology?
3: Oh, that's a very tough question. I think it's, like, long ago, like, more than 10 years ago. Because nowadays, being an architect is always related to technology. I mean, you cannot be a good architect if you don't use the proper software and if you don't have the skill to use it and to know how to present your ideas uh, with the help of all the software tools that we have. And despite that, for example, when you design, it's enough to have a piece of paper and a pen, but... We are in the 21st century, so we have to be up to date. And
0: how about you?
1: Well, uh, my story is a little bit different because as a kid, I uh, just figured out maybe at the age of 10 that I just love maths. And I was totally focused on mathematics, going on different competitions uh, uh, national ones, international ones, and whatever. So I was tending to learn uh, even more than what is given to us at school. I just had luck to meet a great teacher that was giving that was using my willingness to learn more related to mathematics. And uh, moving forward actually, uh, reaching the, the age to go to the university, I had to make a choice. Because having this background and focus on mathematics, I had several paths to choose from. One was just to continue with scientific work in this direction, but nowadays, at least in Bulgaria, the opportunities are quite limited in this area. So if I wanted to really grow the way I wanted to, I had to choose to go to another country or something like this. And actually, that is what happened with, people that I know that chose this direction. So the other approach was to go to economics, for example. And informatics was quite a close area because I had this kind of algorithmic and logical thinking all coming from the maths. So I just decided that I do not like economics. This is not my stuff. I should start learning programming, and this is what actually happened. And it actually, I didn't like it in the beginning. I, I had about two years in the university that I, I was like, uh, "Oh, do I really want this for me? Oh, what is it? No, this this world is not world is not mine." But at the end, I I just decided that I should try some. Real job. Maybe the university was not presenting me the world the way it should be. Right. Yeah. And I I started as an intern in in my previous company, started learning a lot, Uh, met some nice people that just opened the doors for me. And I started liking it. I was working really hard uh, 12 hours, 14 hours a day. During the weekends, even nobody asked for that just because I wanted to learn quickly and to uh, reach the level of the others. And uh, this was really uh, uh, the, the time when I started actually liking, when I saw that I can actually achieve nice stuff and I can do software that is really good, that works optimal. And there is areas that actually my background in mathematics really helped me with this task. So this is how I entered actually the tech world.
0: And what resources do you use to educate yourself to um, stay ahead?
1: Well, as this happened actually uh, 12, 13 years ago, uh, at this time, uh, Google was really good search engine. uh, We were also using the Yahoo engine and more and more stuff related to uh, programming, different languages, different uh, design patterns, and all related to this uh, industry was coming on the internet. So, actually, the easiest way to learn was just to search the internet, experiment there was a number of experiments because you never find everything exactly as you need it so you just try 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 and that's the way you learn and the deeper you go in actually how the technology the history of the technology actually it it helps you figure out how things work internally and then how you can use them in in a proper way so you really become a good engineer and that that was actually the story. That was the way. Primarily using internet, uh, sharing information with colleagues, with friends that are in the same area. That was actually the main approach. The universities uh, are not uh, giving you this kind of focused information because... At least here in Bulgaria, they're more focused in theoretical part. Right. Yeah, and uh, you actually, even in informatics and software engineering, they uh, teach a lot of maths still. And uh, just uh, basic knowledge for programming and uh, algorithms. So you do have to pass through this. But when you come to the real industry, you do need just to experiment to constantly learn by searching the internet and that's primarily the the source
0: and one alternate alternate thing i wanted to try on this interview was i thought it'd be cool tanya if you ask anna something that you'd be curious about and her involvement in becoming who she is today
1: oh uh well what can i ask her I know so much about her that I'm not
0: sure what to <laughs> You're gonna ask tell actually? her all her, yeah. all her secrets, please. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well So, Anna, you actually had a movement within the company. You started at one position and then grew to another position, your current one. Would you share how you feel going through this path? Because you're not actually starting with the real tech background, same like me, but uh, you really uh, learned how to grow in this area. So, can you share this?
3: Yeah, sure. Well, at the beginning... It was really frustrating because I felt like, what am I doing here? And I kind of felt it daily, like every day with the same feeling, you know, in your throat, like coming to work and you know that you want to do your best, but you feel like you slightly don't belong here because... All the rest of the team, they are developers and you are kind of non-developers, so you don't understand their tech language and this kind of stuff. So yeah, I was super frustrated at the beginning, but later on I started to adapt and I had to learn like every day. And step by step, I took more responsibilities than the initial ones, so I started doing QA, then support. Then I started teaching our users how to use the product, and I started doing some webinars, which was really cool. And step by step, I was, well, my role was changed, and I was involved within the product management, which was really cool and even unexpected for me. Yeah.
0: And go ahead and ask Tanya a question that you'd be curious about. About how she got to where she is today.
3: Well, since you started, I would like to return the same question to you. Can you explain how you felt when you started in the company? And did you have any obstacles that you had to overcome? Uh, Because you also started at another position and then you grew up and you became a team leader. So.
1: Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's kind of uh, um, it was really difficult in the beginning because actually when I joined the company my whole team was just new Uh, I was the second person that joined the company within this team and it was completely new team It, 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 it had no team leader but And when you have such team, it's kind of lost within the company initially. So, uh, we even had some conflicts internally uh, because nobody was there to say, we are going to do it this way. Uh, And uh, there, uh, there have been some cases that I really didn't feel quite well and matching here. But with the time, it seems that I figured out uh, the way how to uh, to unite the team and actually doing this, uh, it turned out that I'm going to be the potential actually team leader and uh, actually no one was surprised when they just pronounced me like promoted me like this because Uh, With the time, uh, just uh, learning the stuff of the company, um, getting to know the people in the company, the processes and everything, it turned out that uh, I'm uh, handling the best way all the managing stuff that is involved uh, within the teamwork So, compared to the other team members. And actually some of them them even uh, didn't want to try this this direction. So uh, that's actually how I went into the role of being a team leader. But being a team leader, I'm also still an engineer and I'm still doing programming and all the stuff related to it. So uh, it's still a, an adventure for me actually because I'm a team leader since few months
0: <laughs> here so what what is your favorite um, app or for both of you your app or website or hardware tech tool
1: here in bulgaria we have uh, a proverb uh, i'm not sure if it will be well understood translated in english but uh, uh, we are uh, selling, uh, we are um, used to to say that um, the kids of the uh, shoemaker are always
3: uh, no, uh, really uh, <laughs> always <laughs> without well, shoes. It, sound, it sounds like yeah. the kids of the shoemaker have no shoes. Have no like, shoes, yeah. Like they uh, step on their feet, the, yeah. without shoes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something like this translated. But what stands behind this? That actually, when you do something, you do not have favorite app because uh, you always think. There is something that can be better in this mm. app. There is another feature that is better in another app that is concurrent to this one. Right. So
0: it's kind of really difficult. Like a true engineer. <laughs> yes,
1: so it's kind of really difficult to to just say this app is my favorite, and and you always know, uh, especially after spending some years in the industry, that the best app is actually coming. So none of the current apps is the best one. We're always looking for the best solutions in the next year and the the years after that and all this so uh, I I really cannot say I have a
3: favorite app. Yeah, indeed. There always Same. be a better solution. All right. Well,
0: I'm going to tell you my my favorite my favorite recent app, recent discovery app and then my favorite app in Bulgaria. You guys know my favorite app in Bulgaria, right?
3: Taxi Me. No.
0: Yellow Taxi. Yellow t- Taxi is my favorite app in Bulgaria. Thanks to Neil Cocker who sent that to me. And then my new one that I just learned is Fudget. F-U-D-G-E-T. It's for um, simple budgeting to track expenses just to budget your life every day. But... uh but for Bulgaria, yellow taxi. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, it's not Uber, but it's like, it's kind of like Uber for Bulgaria, except you pay cash and they just attract taxis and the taxis don't rip you off. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I heard that they don't rip you off at all, but it's always possible with anybody. Well, it Yeah. Is. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Um, what what obstacle one last question what obstacle have you guys overcome and what what have you learned like how did you overcome it
3: well i would say that one big obstacle for me was that i kind of felt underestimated by the guys in the company just because i'm a woman and i guess that every woman had such kind of obstacles anytime when she entered the tech industry and this is, from one side, I think this is something normal, and in order to overcome it, you need to be confident, and you need to have your goals, and just follow them, and learn every day, and prove yourself every day. And I think this is the only way to, to f- succeed at the end, and being respected as a good professional. Do you feel like Despite you, being a woman, like everyone can be a good professional. Do you feel
0: like you've overcome it now?
3: I think yes.
0: Yeah. How about you, Tanya? Wow. Well,
1: <laughs> I actually had this kind of experience when I joined the industry years ago. I even had this situation in uh, my first company maybe two weeks after I started. A colleague just... Uh, Uh, stand-up his chair and asked a question for some problem that he was looking for a solution. And I heard the question and just turned to him and started giving ideas and any suggestions. And he just answered, like, "Uh, you started two weeks ago to be a programmer. I already checked this you think that I cannot figure out this with my experience or something like this. It was like really, really bad experience for me, actually. It was like, oh my God, so much pressure. Yeah. So actually, uh, but this, although this happened and this was really, really a bad feeling inside, it actually really motivated me. And year after that... Uh, the same person uh, mentioned to my manager that in one particular area, I'm the best programmer in the company. So, And it was a small company, about 50 people. But uh, just year after the first reaction to me directly, having this feedback, and it was given to my manager. He, right. he shared it with me after that. Uh, I was really impressed and I was really happy with my own progress and that I proved to the others that I can do the stuff, just give me a chance. So this is actually something. And after actually this case, anytime something similar happens to my life, this actually just makes me, okay, keep quiet for a while and they will see where you are and what you are and th- that's that's actually a way to motivate yourself not to say okay i cannot do it i will leave it no yeah patience
3: no. is very important yeah. in all these situations that we discuss totally.
0: like show what you can do don't say what you can do okay yeah, yeah. exactly um
3: how can people find you online well, I guess the easiest way would be Facebook because everyone is using it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Facebook and oh, email.
0: Then I'll the spell your names for everybody. So Tanya's name, you spell if you want to look her up on Facebook, is T-A-N-Y-A. Then last name, ready? dilkovska dash P E T r-o-v-a and then for anna it's a-n-a last name l-y-u-b-e-n-o-v-a and of course we'll include it in the show notes so you could easily find them there um thank you so much for being part of the women in tech podcast is there any last piece maybe the best uh, advice each one of you have heard in your in your careers
3: well, first of all, we are also very excited to be part of this podcast. That's why we would like to thank you once again. You got for, it. I'm yeah, stoked. It's your for, first podcast for for making this for us. And well, my advice would be: first of all, uh, there are no impossible things in life. You just need to be confident. You need to be really patient when you when you want to achieve something and just never give up.
1: Yeah, uh it's actually the same. I I would just add always believe in yourself and nobody else uh knows what you can achieve better than you. So just never uh believe in others saying you cannot. You can. You just need to believe it.
3: Yeah, and if if something bad happens, I mean If there are situations that kind of make you feel demotivated, never feel demotivated. Like, find your own reasons to be motivated, to stay motivated every day. And there will be results sooner or later.
1: The last thing to add is actually, women, do not forget that you're a woman And you can be a woman and you can still make your career. You can be a mother, you can have a family, you can be soft and gentle. You can be good-looking as well. And good-looking and nice and even weak. But you can still be the perfect professionalist and make your career.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. How
3: can we find out more about your company? Uh, more about our company can be found on our company website, chaosgroup.com. It is C-H-A-O-S-G-R-O-U-P.com.
0: Cool, and we'll include it in the show notes. If you want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight to the Facebook group. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Remember to say hello on social, at Women Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Bye. Hi,
3: everyone. This is Anna Lubanova, product specialist at Chaos Group. Hi, this is
1: Tanya Diokoska-Petrova from Chaos Group. I'm a software
3: engineer and team lead of one of the engineering teams. Chaos Group is a world-renowned company providing state-of-the-art solutions in the field of rendering used by many industries like architecture, automotive, VFX, and many more. It's based in Sofia, Bulgaria, but it's used worldwide. And you're listening to Women in Tech.
0: It would not be possible to celebrate all these women in tech who have been extraordinary here in the Balkan region without the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. And I'd like to welcome Nina to talk a little bit about what Swiss EP is. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast.
2: We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. We are working in emerging markets and supporting young entrepreneurs, but also the supporting organizations like Incubator Accelerator. We started a program called Entrepreneurs in Residence which means that experts can come and work with our startup founders here and startup teams and supporting organizations We cover accommodation and travel expenses and you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic and I am the manager of entrepreneurs in residence and ecosystem facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia. To
0: find out more about the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program, go to entrepreneur-in-residence.net. That's entrepreneur in residence